Let's get it. Welcome to Grizz Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We are just six days away from the start of training camp for our Memphis Grizzlies. There is so much to get into today, including the biggest question for our team going into next season. We're also going to touch on which players on the Grizzlies We'll be playing more minutes next year with DeAnthony Melton gone, with Kyle Anderson gone. But first, the first thing we're going to discuss is we're going to guess every Grizzlies player point average next season. We're going to start off at the bottom of the roster and slowly climb our way up to Sir number 12 at the top. Santi Aldama, Coop, he averaged 4.1 points per game last year. What jump or leap or step back do you see Santi taking? Uh, I don't see him taking a step back. I see him definitely playing more than two games, but uh, I think that's how much he played. I don't even know how much he played, but I, I'm going to say probably around like the six to eight number. Um, mm. I know that's not like set in stone. So since I'm going six to eight, I'll just say he's going to average seven. We're just going to go seven okay. uh, and keep it there. Um, I, I think he's going to have a leap just because he's going to get more volume, but obviously playing more games, the average is going to even out a little bit. Um, but I think he's going to get uh, some good run to try and help fill the Jaron Boyd for – who knows how long? Because word on the street, Jaron's out doing stuff, and he's not even wearing a walking boot. So, you tell me. Don't. I think he might be back a little sooner than we're anticipating. But yeah. I think Santi fills in a void. So, you really gonna give me an erection this early? Come on now. <laughs> Jaron's out walking with no boot on. Is that what you just said, bro? Yeah. Uh, from Devin Walker, your tr- yours truly, Devin Walker, said he's out doing – he went to a high school or something like that to surprise people, and he was not even wearing a walking boot. So Shout out, Dev. Man. Be on- dude, he, if anybody knows, he would know, man. Yeah, facts. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I was just – I was about to bring that thing up. I'm so glad you hit the Jaren news. I did not hear that today. Santi Aldama, I think five, five and a half. I think five and a half. He jumps up from four. Like you said, he's going to be having some more PT. We'll get into that a little bit later in the pod. But the biggest question for me, I, I think the points thing will grow a little bit. I don't think it's a huge jump. But with the minutes, you know, you score more. The question for me, though, is what you just mentioned. Can he be in the starting role at that four slot? Are we going to be forced to go small and put Zaire there? I don't. I think right off the gate we're going to put Zaire there. But you know, if Aldama makes a run off the bench and he makes it undeniable, I could see him getting that starting position. Do you think he can do that? You think he's capable of that? He's definitely capable. But it, I feel like with Santi, the only like sample size we have, which obviously isn't a lot. I mean, you've got the Phoenix. <laughs> that we all always love to go back to. you got that one, but, and you've got the Brooklyn from this summer league. But then you also have the other games where you're like, is Santa even playing? And yeah. then you look at the box score, and he played 30 minutes, but only has like six points. And you're like, what happened to the 30-point guy that happened last night? Like, I mean, that dude was out there yanking threes, right. dunking on people. I mean, like, if we can get some form, some form of consistency for him, and I'm not asking for 30 points tonight. I'm asking for can you consistently go out there, make the shots that you need to make, play the defense you need to play, rebound what you need to rebound. Like, if Santi just goes out and is consistent enough, I think a five and a half or even seven points per game is doable as long as it's consistent and it's efficient. That's the word, right, consistency, because when I think of Santi's offense, it, it's similar to Jaron's, in my opinion. Jaron is super inconsistent at offense, but you look at him, he's a first-team All-NBA defender. Santi's the complete opposite of that. And to work your way on the floor with John Morant now, I feel like you have to have a consistent three-point shot, man. Yeah. 
And I mean, uh, people mention it all the time, but one of the biggest things to get you on the basketball court is if you play good defense. And I, I'm not saying that Santi doesn't, but I just haven't seen him play like elite level defense yet. Now, yes, mm-hmm. defensive rebounding goes into that, and I think he's a good rebounder. But we're gonna have to see him be consistent on not just offensive end, but definitely defensive end of the court because he's gonna get a lot of minutes based on if he can play some defense and guard the fours in the league. Absolutely, that's a necessity. Let's move to one of your favorite guys, Xavier Tillman, four point eight last year for X. How you see that shaking out this year? Yeah, shaking out on a new team. To be honest with you, I just don't think they're high on X. I think he's, I, I think he if he stays on the Grizzlies teams, he's not gonna get enough run to even factor in the points per game scoring. So I think I'm going to leave it at four. Um, I hate saying that, but if he's on a new team, I think it jumps up. And I think, honestly, I want whatever's best for X. And I think I'm turning into my Javon Carter fanboy now where they're, the Grizz are going to ultimately get rid of my boy. Nothing. No, no, stop. Nothing compares to you and Javon Carter. Don't, don't Dude, blasphemize yourself. I, you and Javon I Carter still love Javon. Love affair. Yes. <laughs> He doesn't even know me, but I mean, dude, I freaking love Javon Carter. Love it. Like, I, I fell in love with that dude when I was paying attention to mock drafts, and I was like, wait, they have Javon Carter mock to us. Let's go. Second round. He's going to be perfect guy. The Tony hey, Allen 2.0. He played a role for the Bucks last year. Could have been us. He's out there getting it. Let's move into Jitty for the city. John Conchar, 4.8 last year for him. How do you see Jitty playing this year? I, I see Jitty at like eight, uh, maybe – Maybe more than that, but I'm just going to kind of lowball people because we got some big hitters coming. But I think Jitty's definitely going to take a jump. I think – but with Jitty, he's never going to be the guy that's sitting out there just willing to go shoot 20 times a game. He ain't like Dylan or Demel, um, which I love because he's efficient and he's consistent. Um, but his rebounds are probably going to skyrocket because yeah, he's going to be out there playing more. So I'm super excited to see Jitty this season. Uh, Hopefully so you I'm, I'm going to stick it at eight just to kind of lowball. Yeah, hopefully you and I can go to another uh, one of those uh, rebound games, man. That was Heck yeah, 15 and 15, GG's for Jitty right there. Hit the game, Absolutely. winning three. I'm sitting around where you are too, man. I, I put down eight and a half. I think I think Contra with the PT, he's going to knock down some shots, man. Like you said, he's not a shot yeah. creator, but he's going to have some open shots. Let's move to SA. Steven Adams, our starting center. He averaged 6.9 last year. How do you see him averaging this year? Let's just go 7.5. I mean, he's never going to be the guy that's out there just to get buckets, but his role on our team is so vital because he destroys people on screens to let Josh get around them. He mm-hmm. offensive rebounds the heck out of the basketball. He can have three guys literally trying to take him down to the ground. He's still going to get the offensive rebound. And so a lot of his points come on lob dunks or just second chance points that he gets us and he gives us another uh, chance at the goal. Um, so I, I think seven and a half, I think he's going to hover around that 6.9, seven and a half, eight maybe. Um, but I don't see him totally jumping over that. But I love SA. And the fact that they left him out of the top 100 players but put Brandon in over that kind of disappointed me because I think SA was better than – uh, I think he should definitely get some love and be on that top 100, but that's just me. I, I'd have to agree with you. Shout out to SA. Hey, he's been shooting that thing in the offseason now. Please tell me you've seen them videos. I have. Hey, I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that in a basketball game. Please, God, no. Like, that's a game where you're you don't, beating you're somebody not by 30. Like, no, 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 no. no. That's kind of like game. the Ben Simmons I mean, Vince, effect. Ben Simmons, yeah, every offseason, people are like, oh, he, he's going to be able threes. to shoot. Yeah. Nah. No, no. Until, until I see Ben Simmons step into a three and drain one, I will never believe Ben Simmons is actually working on the threes. Same with SA. SA won't ever get the chance to shoot a three unless no. it's like in the shot clock. 
half court heave. <laughs> what is he standing at the three point line to begin with? Like he won't ever do it. He, he's clanging and begging down low. I got. I'm the same way, man. He averaged six point nine last year. I'm giving him point one, seven points for Steven Adams, man. There you go. Let's move on to Brandon Clark, another guy that's been in trade talks, possibly an extension, possibly not. You know, that's that's another question that we're going to get into later. BC had ten point four last year. How do you see him doing this year? So I'm gonna bump it up just a little bit. Uh, you said ten point four. I'm gonna go eleven five. The only reason I'm doing that is BC is definitely with Jaron out. BC is the guy you got to look to because mm-hmm. obviously whoever starts doesn't really matter in a basketball game. You and I both know that it's who plays the most minutes. And I think ultimately Brandon will probably be your end of the game center uh, with somebody else running the four next to him. So I think he's going to get a lot of run this year. I'm not saying like a 30 minute point game or 30 minute a game type guy. But I think he's going to get a lot more minutes earlier in the season, so that could inflate his numbers a little bit. So I'm going to give him a bump up to 11 and five. Uh, but where do you see BC coming into this year? I'm I'm saying a little little down in in nine per game, just because I, I've seen BC. I know that Jaron's out of the boot or whatever, but the first month, I mean, you know, he could be traded by the deadline or whatever. I just see it jumping down without Jaron. Man, BC takes a hit because. Brandon Clark cannot play next to Steven Adams. I don't care what anybody says. You go look up the stats, the advanced stats, whatever statistic you want to look up. It does not work, man. It does not work. No, it's bad. Um, and it also screws our offense. Like, that's not even saying that Brandon or Steven are bad basketball players. It's just saying the fit together does not work on the team that they're on. If they're on a team back in the day when it's Zach Randolph and, like, Marcus Hall, for instance, that's a two-center type lineup where you just throw the ball down, they bang, and get into the post. That'd be perfect for now, but you're not trying to shoot threes back then. Mm-hmm. Now we're trying to shoot threes or let Ja do whatever the heck Ja wants to do, and you cannot have two people sitting there clogging the paint for a guy that led the league in paint points per game, if I remember correctly, yeah, last year. Yep, he did. You're exactly right. Let's move into where are we at now? Zaire Williams, your boy, 8.1 last year. Where do you see him uh, going this year? You t- see him taking that Desmond Bain leap or what? No, not Desmond Bain leap. 8.1 is actually kind of shocking to me, especially with how inefficient he kind of was last year. Um, mm. So I, I'm not going to go too crazy on him. Uh, I think I'm going to 8.1, I'll say 9 just to kind of give him a leap because I do think he will take a leap. But I think that nine is going to be way more efficient than it was the last year because, I mean, people literally, we literally got to see the progression of Zaire Williams last year. It started out where you're like, golly, we drafted this dude and he cannot hit the broad side of a barn. And then it slowly progressed to he just took that final shot against 76ers. Yeah, he missed it. Came back the next game, hit like five, six threes against the Knicks. Was like one of the only bright spots in that game. And you're like, you literally see the game-to-game progression. And I think despite the fact that they put the ball in his hands and it did not really go as I wanted it to, uh, or probably as he would even tell you as he wanted it to, there were some highlights, but obviously not like the Desmond Bain type leap. But you also got to take into consideration, Desmond Bain was a four-year college basketball player. Zaire was a one-year college basketball player. So Zaire is also two years younger than Desmond. Um, He just turned 21. So I think the sky's still the limit for him. He can turn into whatever he wants to be. Um, so I'm not going to say it's the Desmond Bain leap just yet. I think we're a year away from maybe a Desmond Bain leap, but I think he's going to be way more consistent, way more efficient. Um, and I can see him hover around that 10 point per game mark, but I'm going to leave it at nine right now. Interesting. I, I, 
I think a Desmond Bain leap, I think it was like nine to 18 points in his second year. I don't see that either, but Zaire, man, I see him, I see him taking a jump, especially if he's going to be a consistent starter for us. I got 14 points per game. I think it's still going to be incredibly inefficient. Like, like you said, I don't know how efficient he's going to be, but I think he's been working on his game. He's been working out a ton this off season. I think he takes a leap six points, not, not nine or 10 like Desmond though. Yeah, now that you said that, I, I got to change it. I can't have it being that drastic. So I'm going to give him 10 just to give him 10. So I got, I only got BC right now in double digits. So I got, I'm going I'm to move Zaire to 10 just right, so he closes that double digit mark. But uh, you got any Zaire cards, by the way? I do. I have a really nice Zaire rookie card. Shout out John Roser. Yeah, um, I was going to check. I, I pulled it. Uh, I, I haven't done anything with it, but. Uh, I just bought a deck of cards one day because I haven't done it in a really long time, mostly because, like, there's really not much value in it unless you actually, like, sit there and sell them, which mm-hmm. I never have. Um, speaking of, I had a lot of KD rookie cards, and uh, that this drama this offseason was definitely scaring me because I was like, I swear, if you blow this up and ruin all these cards for me, I'm going to be so mad. Like, I Bro. need you to keep playing basketball. If he wins a championship, it's gonna be crazy. I don't, you know, me on the Nets. I, I'm lower than everybody else, but you know, Same. it's still a possibility that that value can go way up for you. Exactly, and that's honestly that's why I'm like Zaire is so young. Like he still has a lot of value, and he's on a team that I definitely think is gonna be competing for championships for a really long time, especially with how young they are. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Let's get into Tyus Jones, the resigned backup point guard, best guy in the league at that position. 8.9 for Tyus last year. How do you see him uh, doing this year? 8.9. Uh, obviously, that's a little inflated because he played spot minutes uh, for Ja for 25 of those games. Exactly. Probably more than that. Um, so, I think he's going to regress a little bit, but that's not like a bad thing. Tyus Jones is never really the guy where we're just like, go score a bucket. Uh, he's the guy that saying, hey, Ja's got to breathe for a minute. Go fill in run the offense. So I'm going to put Tyus, not much, but I'm going to go seven and a half just because Tyus is never really like going to wow you with points. He's going to have that 20 point game every now and then, which will bring it up a little bit, but he's going to hover around the 10, 10, uh, I think point assists. Uh, and then of course have some games where it's more assists than anything else, but you don't, you don't look to Tyus to be that scorer, that elite level scorer anyways. Um, seven and a half, probably me being really mean right now, but I, I don't see him, uh, just out there dogging people night in, night out scoring. He dogs people with his passing game in the assist turnover ratio. And that's what I look at Tyus more for anyways. Uh, I see it taking about a point and a half leap for Tyus just because with uh, D-Mail gone, with Kyle gone, I feel like the bench minutes or the bench points, I think he takes a little bit of a leap on that just because he can be played side by side with Ja. You know, when there's not a dynamic backcourt, we don't have to worry about, you know, defensively, but I think Tyus and Ja, man, we're going to see a lot more of that combination this year, even though it's going to break us oh. defensively. But I'd love it, to be honest. I'd love it. Offensively, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Getting Ja off ball to where he can just run around doing whatever the heck he wants, create exactly. mismatch wherever he wants. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And it kind of gives him a blow for down the stretch, too, because, you know, you're going to have to play exactly. Ja close to 35, 40 minutes a night this year especially. So. Uh, I yeah. think that, that that should be the strategy going into this year. But let's get yeah. into um, controversial character, especially in the playoffs last year. Everybody's calling for his head. People have kind of cooled down now. Um, in Dylan Brooks, villain Dylan averaged 18.4 last year. What do you see him averaging this year? 
18.4 is actually a lot more than I would have expected you to say. Why? He shoots the um, ball 48 times a game. Yeah, but just 18 points. I mean, he didn't even play all season last year, so that's probably also inflated because he didn't it, play it, it is, for yeah, the full he, the full uh, 82 or whatever. But um, 18.4. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, down a little bit. I'm going to go 17 and a half because obviously Dylan's Bro, still going to shoot. Bro, that's wild. So you go 17 and a half? Yeah, okay, good. Uh solely on the fact that, yes, he's still going to shoot. Obviously, I don't think he's going to shoot as much as he did because of how much he kind of caught flack for doing what he did. Other than the fact that people forget that he's the only reason we stayed in the game six anyways because Mm -hmm. he kept us in the game because he actually shot it efficiently, but he shot it a lot. Um, But I think with Jaron out, Jaron out is really depicting a lot of these guys' jumps because I do think if it is that four-month gap they were telling us about, which I – don't think it will be because you can't tell me that he's not walking with a boot right now and he's not he's still not gonna play for four months mm-hmm. obviously we both know very well the Grizzlies will take their time they will not push this they will not rush it they will take their time um, but I, I see Dylan coming down to earth on the shots a little bit which obviously will affect the points per game a little bit but uh, in a full season I think 17 and a half is generous for Dylan but we also know he's in a contract here so Dylan's probably gonna go a little bit harder now and so I'm gonna keep it around that 17 and a half yeah, yeah, the contract year is is crucial for him because if he wants to stay with this team, he needs to accept not shooting the ball as many times as he has yeah. because he is so vital on our perimeter defense. He's pretty much all we got to guard a guy like Steph Curry, Trey Young, uh, Donovan Mitchell, night in, night out, especially with Luka Doncic being in the division as well. So I think Dylan Brooks is vital for us. I really hope we can keep him and he can you know, get a little bit more humble because – Yes, 18 points per game is great, but you know, take take a take a year or a point down, man. Just like yeah. just, just pass the ball a little bit. Yeah, that's all my <laughs> that's all I'm asking from DB because I'm not to the point where I want to trade him right now. I'm not there at all. But you know, if he's not willing to take that, February trade deadline's gonna, you know, look like <laughs> being a big date, one. Yeah, date like he needs a circle for sure. Let's get into these uh, core three guys, Ja, Jaron, and Bain. Let's start with Desmond – or let's start with Jaron Jackson at 16.3 points per game. Where do you see Tripp uh, averaging coming back from this injury? Let's just go a nice crisp 20. Because um, uh, obviously I think people forget, like, obviously Tripp struggled earlier in the year after that contract and everybody was coming for his head on the contract and I'm sitting there like, he ain't played in a really long time. Like, give him the man a minute. Let's get him down. I think, despite the fact that he had the ankle injury or foot injury or whatever it was in this offseason, I, I do think he's going to come back and be strong. I think he's going to take a leap from what he did last year. He had an awesome season last year. Fourth, I think, in defense player of the year voting. And he was first team all defense. Shout out Tony Allen. Uh, I think the first guy since Tony Allen to be first team on defense, if I remember correctly, uh, as a Grizz. So that's awesome feat for him. We need him. Um, and I definitely think his shot's going to get more consistent. And I also saw down the stretch, you saw them allowing him to use a move that people don't really associate him with. And that's that little, like, kind of bully ball hook that he started using. And it's dynamite every time they use it. Uh, so I think Tripp's going to be more consistent and be a little bit more efficient and bring up the point per game number, which we're going to need a lot of. I really hope so, man. Unfortunately, I have him taking a step back, but just because I feel like like Grizzly fans are not taking into effect 
This is a seven-footer with yet another lower leg injury who has not been working on his game the entire offseason, has not been able to do any type of cardio. He's going to be rusty. I think he can still be great on the defensive end. I pray to God that fouls is still not a problem like it was in that Minnesota series. But, man, I I don't see – Jaron just coming back free float because the Grizzlies for the okay let's just say he's out just one month of the season just the first yeah. month the Grizzlies are going to be learning on the fly how to play without him and you throw him right back into it and it's I don't know how pretty it's going to look that's my biggest concern with us right now yeah no 1000% uh and we both know they're not going to rush him back and so like yeah, me getting not. excited me getting excited about the no boot thing is probably a little far-fetched but or hopeful, I guess, would be a better word for it. But mm-hmm. I, I do – I am concerned a tad bit that rushing him back, which I don't think they'll do, but for just talking about it, if they rush him back and then he's not ready and so he's hesitant, uh, he's scared, or even, like, he's a little uncomfortable. I mean, that can happen with, like you just said, another seven, a seven-footer with another lower body injury uncomfortability can be a thing that comes with it. Cause like, if you're not trusting of the surgery you just had, or you're not trusting the ankle that you just messed up or foot, I think it was foot. I keep saying ankle, right. but it's all the same thing. If you're not trusting of it, it can, it can definitely be a detriment. Cause I mean, we see it a lot of times in NFL where guys don't trust the ACL. And so you see them not willing to take a hit. So they go out of bounds. Whereas most of the time, and obviously this is a wildly different sport. So like, you're not just out there to take hits and stuff like that. But like, a lot of the times you have to learn how to trust your body again. Um, so hopefully, obviously, I, I said 20 points per game. So obviously I'm hoping that Tripp comes back and he's willing to trust his body and let it fly. Um, but obviously there's going to be a lot of trust in that uh, surgery and a lot of trust in his ankle. Obviously a lot of trust in the Grizz to put him back in the right positions and not try to kill him. Um, but hopefully, as I just said, 20 points per game, hopefully Tripp can come back and look just like Tripp from last year and pick up where he left off. Desmond Bain at 18.2. What do you see with him? Desmond Bain, 18.2. Well, I'm going Jay. I'm going 22 points per game, his number. That, that That's what I'm doing. I think it can – I think that's all-star level numbers if we're top five in the Western Conference, man. I think 22 points per game. I want to say 25, but I'm just not yeah. there yet. I need to see a little bit more off the dribble from Des. He, he worked on it last summer. Hopefully he worked on it all this, this season. If Desmond Bain gets shot creation abilities – and, you know, that step back into his game. I know he has a little pump fake sidestep, but, I mean, that's scary hours. I think 22 points per game. Yeah, I was just about to say I have him as all-star, so I really want to say 25. But 25 is a lot, um, especially coming from a year where you leave from 9 to 18, then go from 18 to 25. Like, I mean, that's just astronomical leaps. People are going to um, have him circle, too. He's climbing up. He's going to be – uh, yeah. People can say what they want about Jaron. Grizzlies fans can think what they want about Jaron, but Desmond Bain's the second guy they're they're circling for our team next year. One thousand percent. As far as scoring goes, the defense, the like with what we're talking about, like the defenses aren't going to circle Jaron before they circle Desmond. Desmond's more not. concerned offensively than Jaron will be, and that's no offense to Jaron. That's just kind of how it is. Desmond can be more lethal in ball games. I mean, we saw him literally carry us in a Timberwolves series. So I'm a I'm going to go just to be different than you. I'm going to go 23 and a half. Um, I think asking for a five, five and a half jump, I don't think it's too much to ask from a guy who just went nine. So, I mean, we'll cut it in half or a little over a half, and I'm going to go 23 and a half um, just because I do kind of want Desmond Bain all-star, all-star pick, even though Andrew Wiggins made it last year with 18 points per game. So, I mean, 
he probably don't even need that much points to get up there. The, the media is on his side. Absolutely, Don. Let's get into Sir number one, two, John Morant, the leader of this franchise, the cornerstone of this franchise after signing a $193 million deal worth up to 231 if he makes an All-NBA team again. I have him taking a three-point leap up to 30 and a half points per game. He's going to have to be Superman. We've talked about this at nauseum with Jaron out for the at least the first first month of the season just to keep us afloat. I feel like he has to average 30. I think if he stays healthy all year, he's got a shot at MVP. No one's going to have a more electrifying 30 points per night more than Ja. I think he wins MVP. I think he averages more than 30 points a game, and that's where I'm at with 12. What about you, brother? You heard it here first. Go plug in the MVP odds for John Morant before the season yeah. starts. Go get that mm-hmm. one in. Go get it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, I wrote down 30. So the fact that you said 30 and a half, we're, we're on the same page. I think he takes the lead. Uh, I, I mean, he's he hasn't proven us wrong to this point, and uh, I, I think – all the praise should be coming John Morant's way. Uh, just like, I mean, he's been on every media th- platform you can think of right now this offseason because people are people are understanding that he is he is him. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, I do think all-NBA team is going to be nothing for John Morant this year. He's already made that one all-star game, so I think he's just going to keep it going. Um, barring injury, uh, MVP talks are not far-fetched for John Morant right now. Um, but 30 points per game. Absolutely. I was just watching his his new episode of his documentary on YouTube. I strongly suggest people watch that, especially as a Grizzly fan. It's absolutely fantastic. He's got four or five episodes out now. But he he said he was training with Mo Wells right before he did that pivot podcast we were talking about last week. And shot by Nye, his his personal cameraman had he uh had a video of Ja doing like like crunches or some shit, and then Ja paused and said, Only only I can take this away from me. He was talking about MVP. It got brought up like three to four times just in that video while he was training. So that's if that's at the top of his list, it's at the top of mine too. Cause I know he's thinking yeah. about that. And another common theme, obviously, as a Grizzly fan, which is beautiful, is an NBA championship. They're talking about finals, finals, MVP, you know, the whole nauseum. I just love it. Yeah, and especially because they've already got the chip on their shoulder this year with the um, uh, the Draymond Green quote uh, that they're going to get humbled. They've already got the chip on their shoulder, and scariest thing of this team is a chip on their shoulder. Um, they got, they go out and play to win every single night. Um, something like I instilled in them not too long ago that's open on the trade market again, but uh, I, I think MVP, NBA championship, the fact that our guys are talking about that – and. Uh, it's one of those things where the guys on our team talk about it for Jock because that's just how they look at this. They always look at, like, what can we do to help our team make this? What can we do to help our team get that? Like, I love this team, man, and John Morant MVP, John, John Morant finals MVP ain't an outrageous conversation to be having right now. Absolutely, dog. I, 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 you couldn't have said it any better, brother. That's why uh, best co-host in the game. You gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's move on to this next subject. I need help, y'all. As I've told you guys before, fansided, I now write for them for BillStreetBears.com. That's BillStreetBears.com. My first article is out last week, and it's on the three toughest teams that the Grizzlies have to play next year. Who's the toughest matchups for us? I wrote all about it, and I'm not going to tell you the three teams on here. You can click that link in the bio to go see who. But I'm writing an article this week on what Grizzlies players will have more minutes this season. And I need your help. Please comment. Please be interactive with this. We're going to give ours, the guys I'm thinking about, I'm always susceptible to change by looking at the comments, by listening to Cooper. 
But Coop, who do you think, what three players off Dome do you think are going to get more minutes next year? Like the most minutes on our team, or they're going to take a leap no, in minutes? No, going to like take a leap in minutes. All right. Obvious one, uh, uh, I'm going to start with Jitty. Got his contract in the offseason. I think he fills in the role for De'Anthony Melton better than people are thinking right now. Um, I think he's going to be probably second or third player off the bench for us, um, depending on how it goes, because obviously Fowles can depict who comes off the bench. Um, my next guy is going to be Zaire. Um, I, I mean, he that one's probably going to be a little tougher to get more minutes just because at the end of the day, he did kind of start a lot of games for us. So he did play more minutes than most rookies normally do. Um, but I'm just going to go Zaire, uh, Jitty, And then my next guy is going to be Santi. Uh, Santi practically didn't play at all. So like any minutes is more minutes than what he played really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think he's going to play. Um, I think he's going to have a massive shot uh, to take that backup four. Um, I, I know this team believes in him, and I know that we just talked about Brandon still has not been re-signed. Uh, he could be a very viable trade target. He just turned 25, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, so, like, Brandon has not been re-signed, and if I'm Santi Aldama, I keep tab of that, and until he's re-signed, that, it seems like that backup job's open, and if he goes out and just wows, I think he could take it. Um, so I'm going to go S.A., Jitty, and Zaire. S.A., Jitty, and Zaire. Or not, my bad. Uh, you say, he's a Santi, I, was, I was like, I didn't hear Santi. Santi, They're both S.A. It's the same initials, my bad. Yeah, no, you're good. Aldama, X, and Jitty. Oh, no, no, no. That's mine. Zaire. Yeah, you had Zaire. I threw Xavier Tillman in there. I was about to cry, yeah. but we, we did disagree on the Zaire Williams one. John Conchar, absolutely, for all the reasons you just said, bro. D'Anthony Melton, I think he replaces that. That's when we both having him take a leap in points. Santi Aldama thing, yes, he can solidify himself in this league. Because if he doesn't, I see him, you know, we move on from him at the end of the season. Santi Aldama, he's up there when it comes to pressure amongst Grizzlies players this year. I have Xavier Tillman, man. I, I don't see who's going to be a reliable backup five with um, with Jaron out. I, I know it's hard to really judge this because, you know, everything's looking great. But just for the first month of the season, Xavier Tillman's playing well. I, I can see him still finding a way into that rotation, even if Jaron comes back. Man, I'd love it if X I know you love to hear that. It. You love X, I would man. love it. Not as I, much I, as Siobhan, though. I don't want to hear that shit no more. I was meaning it's getting to a similar I'm point playing. where I, how much I'm I love Javon. Uh, but no, I don't know what's really gone on with X, if I'm being honest with you. Like, and this is just like, he started playoff games for us. Like, I mean, he literally, we plucked and played him this offseason or this postseason. But even the postseason before, he hit massive shots. I mean, massive threes. Yes. And I think if X wants to see more minutes on the court, especially with the Grizzlies, he has to bust three he has to shoot it where the way he shot it his rookie year where he was getting incredible minutes I mean for a rookie to get any minutes as a second round draft pick like it's pretty impressive but for him you were getting really valuable minutes and then you kind of went like Brandon Clark and where you were almost unplayable because you couldn't really hit the three and so if he can hit the three I I agree with you wholeheartedly I think X can get there but I'm just I'm worried they're going to trade my boy so I'm trying not to like speak too many things into existence for him and then they just take the rug out from under me Bro, have you seen his haircut, dog? This dude. This no, guy, I haven't. He looks like he is 46 years old now, man. Like, real deal. Did he, did he go bald? Bro, it's not bald, but it's damn right. Like, it's just all chopped. There's no fro. It's just, it's just, it's, 
it's bare, but shout out X. Man. Hopefully he can have a big year. Uh, final thing we're going to get into real quick is the biggest question going into training camp. There's so many different ways we can go. We can go the Brandon Clark extension route, but the route I chose to take today is just the, the thing I want to hear from media day. Shout out Jacob Ellerby. He was writing about this is when will Jaron come back? That is the most glaring question going into this year. We have questioned it throughout this podcast and, you know, that's that's on accident, and that's just – it's so hard to talk about this team when we don't know that. So, hopefully, media day next Monday, the 26th, we get the answer to that question. When do you think it is, man? I, I'm really going to be honest with you. Season starts – is it October 13th? Yeah, I think it's a little bit – I think it's the 16th. 16th Eighth, or 17th. Okay, I was going to say 16th or 17th or 18th, somewhere in there. So, either way, it's in that range of days. I'm going to say he's back before November 18th. I'm saying it's not even going to be a month. Um, obviously Damn. if that, if that happens, I'm going to be super excited. And obviously I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just trying to speak it into existence more than anything else. He, if he's out there walking right now, who's to say he can't be at training camp actually getting some like basketball rehab type stuff. Who's to say, um, I, if, if push comes to shove, he can at least be shooting, keep working on your shot. But like, I, I'm going to go month. I'm going to go month. I'm going to go second week in December. I think second week in December, I, that's just me, you know, having a uh, hope that he plays in that Warriors game on Christmas so he can, right. we can help show the world that uh, we here for, for real and we here to stay. So, yeah, that's yeah. how I see it, man. But, um, yeah, there's so many questions. So I got him at one. You got him at two. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll exactly. take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm not going to be too negative on that shit, bro. But uh, there you go. Um. <laughs> Grizzlies fans, if y'all are football fans, make sure to check out me and Coop's uh, Hampton Sports Podcast as well. We, we talk about NBA topics as well nationally. We also talk about college football, NFL as well in there. Y'all be sure to tap into that. Mash that like button. Subscribe, man. Let's get – I know we just hit 50K, but fuck it, man. Let's get to 100K. Excuse my language, but uh, we do love this shit, man. We do love this shit. Coop, we do, we do. Absolutely, dog. I hope you have a great, great night, my guy. Yes, sir. You too, buddy.